0: You're listening to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast, a podcast helping retail traders like yourself get better results. If you enjoy listening to cutting-edge options research and trading strategies that help you make consistent gains in the stock market, be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's your host, Jay Eric O'Rourke.
1: Welcome back to the show. I've got a great discussion around trading SPX options to share with you in this episode. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the podcast website is up and running. It's over at stockmarketoptionstrading.com. That's options with an S. And this is where you're gonna find all the show notes um, to all the episodes. So if you know we ever mention a link or a book or whatever on any of the given uh, episodes, you can head over there to get the links and it'd be easier for you to find. Uh, but for this episode, I ended up splitting it into two parts. Uh, this is gonna be part one, our discussion around SPX and different you know, ideas about it and how we trade it. It went longer than I expected. It's a lot of great information, but I thought it'd be best to break it up into two parts. So this is gonna be part one. Uh, part two is gonna be coming out uh, just in a few more days, maybe next week. Um, so, if you've ever thought about trading SPX options, you're definitely going to want to listen to both of these episodes. So, be sure to subscribe when you get a second. And don't forget that everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only, and this is not financial advice. All right, so let's get started. Here is part one of my discussion with Al Lazada from simple options strategies.com. All right, so welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. I got a special guest today, Al Lazada. Of simpleoptionsstrategies.com. He also has a Facebook group and YouTube channel with the same name. Al, welcome uh, to the
0: podcast. How are you? All right, good, good. Eric, uh, great to be here, and uh, uh, looking forward to talking to you. I know we've we've uh, we've chatted in the past, and and have similar kind of similar backgrounds, and so I'm really excited to be here, and uh, looking forward to you know talking about what we do and how we do it, and. Hopefully, this will help uh, help our communities, uh, you know, become better traders.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and just real quick um, for the listeners, so Al and I met online, and he came into my Facebook group, the Vertical Spread Options Trading Group. And one of the things that kind of stood out for him and and uh, was you know so so this guy joins and he starts posting these like. You started posting like these mini blog posts and they were so detailed and and you were doing something that I hadn't really, I, you know, everyone had thought about it, but you were doing it. And what that was is these really short term credit spreads where, uh, you, know, you know, on SPX and I was trading a lot of SPX, but I was trading, you know, I don't want to say traditional, but a little bit more. Better known like 30 day, 60 day spreads, but you were doing this like the same day. And we 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 we're going to get to that strategy in a little bit. The the zero um, uh, day stuff. And you you know you were always very respectful of the other members, which is you know you probably I don't know if you're on Twitter or not, but the the financial people are the the got to be some of the meanest people. Yep. It is such a cutthroat thing where. Especially online, I know not everyone's like that. It's kind of like being in the car, right? Where it's like, if someone cuts me off, I am cursing up a storm. Yeah. But then, like in real life, um, it's not that bad, right? So right. I try to I try to take that. But you were always really respectful, and I and I you know I always appreciated that. Uh, but you know, you were you were posting these posts about, um, you know, trading SPX credit spreads the day of expiration and and pulling in a decent return, and now. And this was before the crash when premium was not good. And that's something we'll talk about, too, the, mm-hmm. the, the spike in volatility we've had with the, the Corona crash. Yeah. Um, but, you know, before we get into that strategy, I wanted to kind of back up a little bit because I know we both trade SPX a lot in you know, different ways. Um, but I didn't start there. So how did you end up? you know, trading that. And and I don't know if that's your primary trade or vehicle for SPX in general, maybe not the zero DTE stuff, but how did you end up in SPX? Like, where did you start with options and, and
0: you know, and where did you end up with that? Or yeah. I mean, it's up with that? A long, long journey. I've been, I've been trading, <clears throat> been trading over 20 years and uh, trading options, probably 15 years. Um, started out, uh trading and and just trying a lot of different things uh you know first in stocks and and a lot of it was short term didn't do well went into forex and blew that blew my accounts you know a couple times uh you know and and, uh it was it was pretty bad and then i started um, i've blown a couple accounts i think that's part of the game right (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um and then and then started you know, started really getting more into options and and really understanding them and and trying to figure out, you know how how I could be more consistent, you know, and it and and so I did a lot of uh, I, I did a lot of uh, naked puts, you know, and just um, you know, and that's how really how I started with with uh, you know selling right and 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 understanding premium and, and trying to uh gain uh you know gain consistency in and selling uh <clears throat> short-term um put spreads not put spreads but uh you know um um you know cash secured uh uh naked puts basically and then um uh i also did covered calls and so i did that for a while you know and, and it was it was working out pretty well and 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 then um uh basically uh Really stumbled upon, you know, strategy uh, using using uh, credit spreads, and and um, uh, not only credit spreads with with SPX, but I was doing uh, RUT and and NDX as well, and and so I started doing. Uh, I you know I, I I read a book and and uh, profiting from iron condors and uh, started applying you know what I learned there. Uh, using using that book, and let, let me let me pause you. Is that
1: the um, who? Which book is that? Because I think I have the same book. Yeah, um,
0: profiting by I wish I, I, yeah it, profiting it, by it, with with iron condors, and it's um, I can't yes. re- yeah, I can't remember the author's name now. But okay, uh, I'm going to look that
1: one up and put it in the show notes because okay. I, I think it's the same book. And, okay, and that is a great book. Yes, and it really. It really spells out what what you're saying with the premium, and um, and, and it, it, there's sort of this practical application of of now you know uh, of iron condors and and just premium in general. Now I've found that I am not good at least in the last ten years. I was never good on the call side, mm-hmm. and because the market kept going up, and I just I had a hard time managing that side of it but anyway I didn't mean to interrupt but I I just wanted to point out that that, that I I I read that book too it's a great book and I think it's one of my foundations that's yeah. that's interesting because I think that's probably why we we end up trading you know SPX so sorry about that let's keep going Right
0: No that's fine um so what I what I really started focusing on after you know a, after getting some education there on that is is um is iron condors um <clears throat> Uh, and, and really focused on the, uh, adjustment process. And so I was trading 30, you know, 30 to, to 60 day, um, um, expirations on, on SPX, NDX and rut and found that, um, um, <clears throat> you know, the adjustment process is, is a critical piece because that's really, it's all about risk management, you know, when, when you're trading these, these, uh, spreads, cause everything can be going great. Until you have a, you know, a rip higher or a rip lower, you know, then you really need to be, uh, you really need to, to, to manage those, those trades that, that are threatened, you know, against you, you know, that, that go against you. And so um, uh, I found, you know, quickly that uh, with RUT and NDX, when you're really far out of the money on those and, and you need to adjust a trade that's threatened, uh, there's there's not a lot of liquidity, you know, and I, I was so surprised, you know, at that. And so, eventually, I evolved yeah. into uh, cutting those out and just focusing on SPX because uh, there always seems to be liquidity in, in SPX, especially the the uh, the monthlies, you know, because um, uh, I think a lot of institutional yeah. a, a lot of institutional cl- uh, clients uh, really utilize those for. For risk management and you know protection of their of their uh, of their long positions and so um i never had a problem with uh, with spx and so i decided to completely focus on the on the spx side and really cut my teeth on on monthly trades and still do them today <clears throat> and uh and eventually i was able to you know build you know build enough uh you know capital and and grow my account so that I could, uh, you know, start trading, you know, trading full time, you know, and and you know started doing that about yeah. uh, two years ago. So um, so that's really how I, I how I started and and really found consistency in 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 that uh, in that area and uh, found that uh, these these really are certain certainly uh, high probability trades and 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 decided to focus there so uh that's that's really how i you know got to the place where i am today but um it's funny because uh you mentioned zero day and uh, i really didn't learn that strategy until um until i you know until i started posting and, and, and learning from others in in facebook you know and what they were doing right and so uh i did decide to yeah. to create a group myself and and uh one of the guys in there um you know, was, was trading zero DTE, you know, and I had tried short term and I got killed on those before, you know, and I said, forget this, you know, yeah, Uh, it's hit or miss for me. Right. Right. And, um, and so what I did was I, I, I took that, I just started testing, uh, you know, with very, very small, small amounts and eventually, you know, tested and tested and tested until I finally, you know, nailed down a trade plan that, that worked for me. And, uh, you know and uh i i still trade those regularly i trade uh, zero dte regularly and and the consistency um as long as you you're you know as long as you manage it correctly um and and maintain discipline it it uh it really produces there's there's no question yeah
1: yeah that's interesting so so, so two a couple things just to unpack that you you mentioned was the word consistency. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what got me to SPX as well. And th- there's a couple things that, that, um, you know, so I, I had, um, I had done a lot of trading directional stuff. Um, I, I, I was an invest Tools student student um, 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. and I credits, I was taught credit spreads, and then I didn't trade them forever, because I thought it was smarter than the market, and then I ended up back in credit spread. So if there's a lesson out there for everyone, there, there is a level of, uh, I don't want to say control, but there's a, a level of inherent risk management with credit spreads. And when it, when we talk about consistency, one of the reasons I ended up in SPX is because I had heard from Tasty Trade that the ideal trade for credit spreads was 45 days to expiration. And you take 50% of the profits and there's this you know which is totally fine you want to trade stocks with um, uh, IV above 30 or whatever the numbers are there's there's a whole little formula and then for the longest time I couldn't find any of those trades that that fit that that mold huh. and and if you could find them right if you could find them and this is I'm talking more about inconsistency at this point if you could find them um, I couldn't find them with 45 days. Or they were having earnings, or um, God forbid, it was an oil or uh, commodity type thing, or or worse, biotech. Right? You know, I remember trying to trade IBB, mm-hmm. and just you know, one stock gets some approval, and the whole thing goes up, and it right. goes against. So, so and, and maybe this is more about you know when when you go to indexes, there's a level of removal of earnings. Um, what I've found over the years is that SPX specifically, which this is part of the reason why I trade it, SPX has all the industries in it, right? It's a little tech-heavy and bank-heavy, but um, there's a rotational element to SPX, right. where yes, the the Fed lowers interest rates. Uh, interest rates, banks aren't going to make enough money, so money goes out of banks and goes into into tech. And that can cause a sideways rotational thing. And this is why the SPX always does better because it's a diversified itself. And you don't really have to worry about a single earnings um, event, which when you're trading 30 or 60 day spreads, I don't know how you trade them really. Uh, you know, this is just my short sightedness, right? Or maybe I'm too lazy or something, but I don't know how you trade a 60 day uh, iron condor on a, on a stock. Where you know you have earnings coming up, so you can only trade one, and you got to wait a month because you know you're not going to hold through earnings when that that IV rises and it goes against you. So, from a consistency standpoint, um, I I ended up in SPX as well. Right. And the other thing that that you know when we start talking about weekly options, um, I got into back testing. You've seen some of my stuff. Mm-hmm. I I back tested the you know what out of SPX seven day, thirty right. day, right. sixty day, all the things, and and what I found was because when you're doing back testing and you say, OK, I want to I want to sell a spread that has 30 days to expiration, that this moving average did this and did that. And with weekly options, you can get really close to 30 days every time because there's three, sometimes four expirations per week. Right. So I can be consistent so I can trade weekly options 60 days out. And I think that's one thing, uh, uh, you know, people come into my group and they're like, oh, I want to trade weekly options. And you're like, "Okay, great. Sell a 45 day spread. Right. But in their mind, weekly options is, oh, but I want to trade them this week. It's like, oh, you can do that, too. Right. There's just a huge amount of flexibility with SPX that allows you to be consistent with your your DTE, your your, days to expiration. I want to talk code here. Right. Your days to expiration. And. If you're trading seven days, zero days, 30 days, 60 days. So what I've tried to do is says, okay, look, I, I only have so much money. Nothing I do or you do is going to affect the SPX, right? From a, from like, we are not big fish, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And, and you mentioned we before it, it is so, it's, yeah, it is so liquid yeah, that I can go out and sell 10, whatever spreads and it's you know it's a blink of an eye to whoever else is is out there. It's so liquid, it's crazy. SPY as well. Um, but what I've found is by from a consistency standpoint, and it sounds like you're doing the same thing. You're 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 you might be you might have a long term bull like bull call uh, bull put spread on, but you're shell you're selling short term call spreads because of the short term action. So it allows you to have a larger macro view but when you and and zero is probably the extreme right the zero day stuff is you're you have this micro thing that has nothing to do with your longer term view and because of that fractal kind of nature of the market that's correct and and i just to talk somebody to talk to someone else who's doing that and it's this is a real you know pleasure for me to talk to someone who understands that that you might have three strategies but they're all on the same ticker, and right. that level of of uh, the, the the level of distraction is is I think really elim- eliminates a lot of distraction from because the only thing I'm assuming the only thing you worry about are Fed announcements, election like these big macro really. things. But you're not worried, really. Are you really worried about Apple earnings no. when it came out? No. Um, you know, I was long in the Nasdaq. I took a hit on. Last week, but you know it's another story. But anyway, I, I just wanted to kind of add on to that consistency of 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 SPX, right? Um, right. And that
0: that's how I kind of look at that. Yeah. Now, you know, I I, I focused on SPX because I wanted to keep it simple, right? I, I mean, I I didn't want I didn't want to lose focus on other you know, other, uh, you know, uh, types of trades, even though I do, I do trade them, but it's a, it's a very small, small amount, you know, that I do just, I, you know, I like to have fun. I like, you know, I like to, you know, I like to, to speculate sometimes, you know, Um, but, but really understanding the SPX and all the variables that are incorporated, you know, a lot of people say, well, Stata, you know, which is the decay of options, right? And that's a big factor, especially with the longer term, because if you look at, you know, uh, if you look at these options and the expiration, right, we know that during the last, you know, basically uh, 58 days or 60 days, the the options, you know, have the have the greatest amount of, of decay during that period of time. And then you narrow that down further, you know, you go down to uh, 30 day and then and then uh, and then seven day or, or five day, you know, that these options uh you know, lose 100% of their their value during that period of time, you know, so the decay is, is you know, a lot. But what I, I think what a lot of people um, don't realize too, is that, you know, implied volatility has a huge amount, huge, um, uh, you know, variability with with SPX. And so what I try to do in, in trading, you know, the longer term is I is I wait for those periods of, of volatility to spike. And that's really the best time to put on those trades because you're you're taking advantage, you know. And, and we all need an edge, right, as traders, you know. You you want to take advantage of everything that you possibly can, you know. So so theta is one thing, right, which which makes uh, credit spreads a high probability trade because you don't have to be exactly right about their direction. You just don't, you know. And I don't care what people right. say. You just can be really really wrong. Exactly, you know. I don't care what people say and yeah. and you know what indicators are used, you know. But you can be dead wrong, you know. Every single time, the market will humble us. Every single time, you know. <clears throat> and so having having that extra edge of, you know, using a high probability trade like credit spreads, you know, is 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 one big factor, you know. And then combining that with uh, under an understanding of you know volatility and what that does to options, in addition to uh, having having you know well-known and used technical indicators like fibs right fibonacci retracement is just you know things that other you know regardless of whether you believe it's it's a it's a natural thing that happens right <clears throat> with with these uh with these support and resistance areas but the fact is is that other traders are using them you know they're using them, they respect those, Mm -hmm. those support and resistance levels. Right. And so you've got to use what other traders are using too, because, you know, they're trading at that level. And so when you combine all of those things together, you know, and, and, and get educated on and how to use those things and then, you know, and then practice, you know, consistently practice your, your trading, using those, those tools, you become a better trader, you know, and, and it's just like any other profession. Right. Um, if you want to be a, if you want to be a good doctor, you have to practice what you do, you know, and, and, and do it regularly. And so I often, I always say trade small, trade often, you know, very, very important to, to keep your, your skills honed. And, and, uh, and so, so using all those, those components, uh, and, and, uh, becoming proficient at it, um, will, will ultimately make you a more consistent and, and, uh, um, uh, You know, more profitable trader and and one thing that you mentioned, Eric, about, you know, about uh, trading weekly options, too. There's there's uh, even even with weekly options. It hasn't you know, they're they're newer right to the to the scene The the monthly options, they've been they've been out there, you know, for a very, very long time and institutions have been trading those right. But with, with, even with the weekly options, if, if they're, and I've noticed this and I've tried this to say, okay, let me, instead of trading the monthly, right, the, 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 the AM, you know, expiration, let me try the PM re- expiration, right, using a monthly. And, and you know what? I found that, that when these options are way out of the money and you want to you get out of them, there, there are even liquidity concerns, you know, with, with higher positions. Uh, on these on these weekly options, I've I've been I've I've even with the SPX on weekly, I've been stuck uh, not being able to get out of a trade <clears throat> um, and having to to raise my yeah. price quite a bit in in order to get out. Uh, yeah. Price. And so and so I still focus on the PM expiration for monthlies while you know trading trading the shorter term. I you know I, I use the weeklies you know because there's there's plenty of liquidity as as long as you're close to the money on that. So those are some some of the yeah. nuances, you know, in in trading these things that uh um that some people if they if they don't, you know, if if they haven't been trading them a long time and and and, and don't trade them often, you know, they 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 learn that the hard way, you know. Um when 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 it comes down to it.
1: Yeah, let, let's let, let's talk about liquidity for a minute. Sure. Um and this some this probably relates to how big you're trading, um, I, you know, and, and you know, kind of circle back to one of the great things about SPX is you can trade in large size, but, you know, what I tell a lot of my members and subscribers is you can start with SPY um, and, and scale up to SPX and you are going to find liquidity a little bit better Agreed. in SPY. And, and I haven't really done the math. I ended up in SPX, but I know like, you know, a couple of years ago before commissions were, and I'm air quoting for those that can't see us, Mm -hmm. um, before commissions were free, it just totally made sense to trade SPX uh, because if you're, if you want to, you know, put $500 on a, on a single strike spread in SPX and maybe get 50 cents or dollar, or something like that, um, and your commissions were a dollar not a big deal. You can get 50 bucks and you're paying two bucks in commissions or something like that. But to get that same amount of money out of spy, you would have needed to trade 10. Therefore you're instead of making 50 bucks, you're only going to make 30 bucks. So it it was a big cut into your um into your profit on from the commission standpoint. That's been since reduced. I haven't really analyzed that uh, but for newer traders and and you know um you can still look to trade some of these same strategies with SPY and I do think the liquidity is probably a little better there. Yeah. Um f- from the short term what I'll say about SPX and and this is where you you know you would need to trade wider is there is a lot more liquidity at the quarter strikes. Um so you know 2900 2875 2850 2825 that's where and I think I learned that from that book the the iron condor book. Right. That's where the big boys hang out, right? right right um Absolutely. so if if one when i start choosing strikes and and i don't in the past month or two i haven't traded short-term stuff too much because the to me the overnight risk has been kind of high mm-hmm. maybe we can talk about that a little bit but yes. but the um if if possible if you can at least get one of your strikes at that quarter strike i found that getting in and out a little bit easier because it's didn't you know if you're selling the 2850 or whatever yeah. And buying the twenty-eight forty for like a put credits uh, credit spread, then your twenty-eight fifty is going to be a lot more easily filled, which I think therefore makes the spread a little bit easier filled. Yeah. But I, I you know, I agree w- with what you're saying. You, I've had to raise my price five cents, ten cents, um, and I think that's just part of the, you know, that's just part of the game there. But, um, but no, I liquidity. Right. I think either way you spin it, either way you spin it. The indexes are going to have better liquidity because if you go to sell, and let's just talk about Google or whoever, you're selling a Delta 20 spread on a weekly option. And, and I think they have Friday, I don't know if they have three days, I think they have Friday options, right Friday on. weeklies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the market goes against you. I don't think the liquidity liquidity is going to be any better there either. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's, uh, uh, but yeah, so, so liquidity is definitely important. And I think SPY and SPX are good. Um, but you will have to give some of that back when, when the stuff starts hitting the fan,
0: Yep. you know, yeah, and you agree. just want to no, get out, I, it's probably
1: I, worth the extra nickel or, or 10 cents. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no. And, and, and I have noticed that the, the, uh, you know, those quarter, those quarter point areas, you know, are, they, they do have more liquidity. And if you're trading a, a 50, you know, there's probably going to be more liquidity with a 40 as well, just because they're, they're, you know, a lot of, a lot of these pairs are 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 done in tandem you know with uh uh with mm-hmm. with, the, with the quarters uh and and there, there's definitely more liquidity in those areas as well yeah agreed so yeah uh, yeah
1: so just real quick, let, let's talk about the weekly options and you mentioned the settlement the am and pm mm-hmm. can you just give us a quick uh you know, the, you know, difference between that, that settlement and what that means. And then I have a horror story that I'll share with you (laughs) after that, but um, let's talk about just how many expirations per week and, and when they're
0: settled and and what that means. Can you, can you help us out with that? Sure. Absolutely. Um, Well, let's, let's go through the weeklies, right? The weeklies um, they, they settle PM, which is, which is 4 PM Eastern on, uh, on, uh, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then we have the monthly, that month end, and the quarterly, right? So sometimes we'll end up with four, um, you know, expirations in a week, you know, depending. And, and we did this last week, right? right? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And, and those are PM settled, which means that at the end of the trading day, um, you know exactly what, you know, what, what the settlement's going to be because you can track the SPX. And, uh, and and know they're going to expire at 4 p.m. Right. On, on that day. Um, right? And so there's there's uh, there's comfort <laughs> knowing that. Right. On the other hand, yeah, <laughs> on yeah. the other hand. Right. And and uh, you know, um, there's there's the uh, there's the a.m. settlement, which which uh, you know, there's there's not a set time for for that for that. And 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 the settlement right. happens. On the third, you know, let, so let's let's make a a differentiation between settlement and expiration on on the monthlies. So on the monthlies, yeah, uh, they 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 expire on the third Thursday of every month <clears throat> at 4 p.m. Okay, they expire. That doesn't mean it settles at that time. It just expires at that time. So so if you have a position that's close to the money you know, trader beware. Okay. Um, you can wake up the next day, right. And take a huge loss. And I've, uh, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm a test to this, to, to, you know, a testament to this, uh, this has happened to me. Yeah. Oh, we're, you know, this thing is 50 points away, man. It's okay. You know? And for some reason there's yeah. a little, there's a higher premium, you know, at, at four o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> there, yeah. and there's a reason for that higher yeah. premium, you know? And it's because if the market goes down fifty points, you're going to end up in the money, and this has happened to me with a large position, and and you're going to lose your shirt, okay? And so yeah, uh, and so my rule now, I never (laughs) you you just described, yeah, yeah, I never ever (laughs) ever leave a position open, (laughs) uh, a monthly position. Uh, the, on the day of expiration, yeah. I close it out. I don't care if it's a loss. I close it, and and I'm done. Yep. Yeah, And I don't even know why they, do yeah. this You know, and 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 just just the just the, end of the story, right? The the, the the settlement happens when all S and P 500 stocks open on the next day, which is the which is the Friday. And there's there's an actual mm-hmm. uh, symbol for that. It's SET, right? That gives you the settlement. Uh, mm. price of, of, uh, where it settles and it happens around between 10 and 10 30. Uh, and that's when you'll see your, your gotcha happen. Yeah. On that. So, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I mean, you just described, um, the, the, the horror story I had. So I was, and th- th- this is a, this is a trading mistake and I was, it was a year ago. I think we had met and I was, I was trading some short term stuff and, and I, I got confused. It, it was a Thursday. Right. And I said, oh, Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a day trade, you know, you know, I don't do it every day. But when I when I want to, I feel like it or whatever, I'll, I'll day trade. I was like, Okay, I'm going to do a, a zero te DTE spread. So, um, and I think, so I use thinkorswim. Mm-hmm. And I think I have to, I have to double check this. It, it says one, right? that's the day it expires. But you're right, the expiration isn't the settlement. So I had, you know, you know, not a small position on. Um, And I had I was I was, I think it was a um, I think it was a bear call spread. Mm -hmm. And I was 20 points from the money, whatever. And that next morning, it gapped up for an hour. And that first hour of trading, it settled above both of my strikes Mm -hmm. so i went from i literally went from the day before an unrealized almost max gain Mm -hmm. because i had sold a bear called spread i was 20 points the price was 20 points under so that spread was worth like almost nothing Mm -hmm. and i was like oh okay i'm just gonna let this thing go that 20 30 point gap up the next morning on some good news um and then here, here's the painful part is that it ended up the next day, it it, it turned back lower. It was a gap, like a faded gap, mm-hmm. but it, it, it gapped up enough to settle yeah. above my strikes. Right. I'm out a few grand, and then the market rolls over. So I was right, <laughs> and I lost money. Yes. Yes. Like that's that's how crazy. I was right but I lost money because of an intraday thingy that I didn't, I was wrong. Well, okay. I shouldn't say I was right. Cause I wasn't, you're never right. The market's always right. But the point is, is I did not pay attention to what I was trading. I thought I was trading a weekly option right. and it was a monthly option, which is AM settled the next day, yes. had the gap up. And, um and yeah, went from almost a max gain to a max loss. And then reverse to where it, it was just it, yeah. So again, I'll, I'll echo what you said. I will never let a spread, uh, at least a weekly option. If I'm, you know, and I don't even know, <laughs> no, no, no. I typically, I, I typically don't let anything expire. I usually close everything on my monthly spreads. And very rarely do I let that them expire worthless. Yeah. Um, but I can see yeah. on the zero DT. But you have, like you said, you have a little bit of confidence on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday expirations that. If you're at the close and you're ten points or something, you're you're pretty good because it's going to settle. Right, it's going to settle there. Right, so, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: a, yeah, yeah. So that's a little like, bit
1: about um, the expirations. So. Yeah,
0: and you know those even on the end and you know, end of trading, we we get some you know a lot of volatility you know around <laughs> you know three o'clock time frame you know and especially uh, you know three thirty and then you have three. Uh, 50, for some reason there's, there's volatility during those times. So if if I'm going anywhere close to the money, I just, you know, close those, those positions out, you know, at that time. Yeah. So, so yeah.
1: Um, So, so I wanted to, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the, um, the zero DTE, zero days to expiration. So this would be trading um, a spread that, expires that day and is going to be settled that day. So basically Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, and I'm kind of just reiterating um, this for the, for the listeners. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you're looking for. Cause I know, you, I know there are days you're, you know, I'm, I'm on your email list. I, I, I see some of your commentary and um, you know, sometimes, you know, like it's a Fed announcement, Fed, I forget if it's the last Wednesday or some Wednesday of the month, the fed speaking at 2 PM. Yeah. Do you avoid things like that? Um, and you just, okay, we're not, I'm not doing that this day because the fed, or maybe it's um, you wait for the jobs report. The first Friday of the month is like the jobs report. Are you, do you factor those things into your, your, you know, if you're going to trade those that day or not?
0: Yeah. Talk to me about that. Absolutely. Well, you know, lately the fed has become irrelevant, right? Because, um, you know, they 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 took yeah, the, they got the gas metal on. They are just yeah. It's just they just yeah, they just burr, the metal, <laughs> burr, yeah. they just put the metal to the, you know, metal new metal and took out their bazookas and yeah, and, and we know, you know, all, all it's gonna be is just talk, you know, now on, on Fed days, right? After the after the two-day meeting yeah. prior to this, right, prior to corona and, and you know, when when the Fed you know completely dropped uh, all interest rates. <clears throat> um I would not trade on those days, and and this is the reason why. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't trade zero DTE on those days, on the Fed announcements just because uh, the the premium uh, stays high, and this 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 is implied volatility has nothing mm. to do with theta. Okay, so this is implied volatility stays very very high until the Fed announcement. So you might put on, you know, right. You, you might be happy to, to get a, a trade on whether it's a, a call credit spread or a put credit spread. Um, you know and, and you you get 50 cent credit for it, right And uh, mm-hmm. on Fed days, that premium will probably will probably decay by 10 or 15 points. That's it. And at two o'clock mm-hmm. when the announcement comes out, you'll either be you know lucky, you know, and, and get a great trade in, (laughs) or you get slammed and, and this thing will go in the money Mm. And your pre, you know, whether it goes in the money or not, the premium, you know, the premium will, will go up from there, you know, if it goes against you. And so, you know, and I tried this twice, you know, two times and, and Mm. I, and I just kept watching the premium, watching the premium, watching, you know, until two o'clock and I usually I'll get out, you know, I, if I get a good trade in, you know, I'll get it in at nine 9 33 get out, you know, by 11 o'clock, you know, because the premium health Mm. will have decayed 80%, you know, but, but on Fed day, the premium decays probably 10 or 20% before the announcement. And so I just, you know, it's just, it's not worth it.
1: One of the things i noticed too, uh, talking about, um, I don't want to get into a huge commentary on the Fed, but, Mm -hmm. but those events is usually, Leading up to that event, you have the other Fed members announcing stuff that sort of, you know, not prelude the announcement, but a lot of times they kind of know. And I've seen kind of a ramp of usually there's either and you know I, I, most of the time there's a ramp up into the Fed, and then what I've seen after the announcements come out is is often a knee jerk kind of response where the market's going to tank. And then if Powell is actually speaking, cause usually the announcements come out at two, right. And then Powell on some of, them, I don't know what the schedule is, but he'll, he'll do a press conference. So the announcement can come out and then you can have 30 minutes of a rally and then he'll say something, you know, I won't say stupid, but from according to the market, yeah. the market thinks he says something stupid. He's yeah. not a stupid guy, obviously. Right. But it'll, it'll totally reverse. Yeah. yeah. So I can imagine, and this is why yeah. I haven't done that is, you got a whatever bear call spread on. And then, you know, the market likes what it hears and you're like, Oh crap, I'm going to close. And then, and then pal says something and it tanks and you're like, Oh crap, I should have stayed in. I should have, you know, you get exactly. should what it could is about all well, the probability I sold the Delta 20, got 20%. Uh, yeah. And then all, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't and, matter. And you, I think you nailed it. When you said, sometimes you just get lucky. Right. And, and I think that's part of the game, right? We're just trying to put the odds in our favor yeah. and, when you have a binary, you know, I'll def- I like to call these binary events. It's a known thing that could go this this way or the other. Uh, that the that no matter what the options say, probability wise, it's still a coin flip. Right. You know, right? Because yeah, the, they don't know. Right. right? The options market is not smarter than a Fed announcement. Right. And and you know, when you talk about, um I know you've probably seen the meme. Where it's Trump holding up a thing, and it says your technical analysis is no uh, <laughs> nothing against my tweets. It's totally true. You you know whatever whatever the you know the president or whoever they blow technical out analysis out of the water. So you're you know part of your goal is to just find those opportunities when a Powell or a Trump or you know and now we got all the doctors and things talking uh, Gilead reporting. Uh, drug results and stuff like these these are the ones that it doesn't matter what your 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 tna does or what the premium is so not that you can control that because somehow they conveniently announce this stuff after the market you know right i don't know why they work so hard at night that you think <laughs> like the rest of us you go to you know you go to work and you you're working from nine to four that they would just work from nine to four too and yeah. hey announce it at lunch that, that the drug's gonna be good they're gonna announce it at eight o'clock at night yeah it yeah. doesn't make That's- sense probably gives them the time to uh Exactly. Buy uh, call options before the close, but yeah.
0: I think the uh, I'll get the off my paranoia. Thing, yeah, I think the important thing, and and I lived through those Trump tweets. You know, it was just horrendous. You know, uh, and and you try to you try to okay, is you know are things building up to where he's going to say this tweet? You know, you can you can never you know you can never plan for those things. You know, so I, I think the important thing is yeah in no. in what your question was, Eric, you know about about Fed days is is. <clears throat> Do I have, do you, you know, going into the trading day, right? Do I have enough information to make, not lucky guesses, you know, but educated, um, um, you know, predictions or or probabilities of where that trade is going to end? And uh, um, are my risk management tools in place to where I know where to get out, you know? <clears throat> or what I have to do to get out in, in order to, to avoid a big loss. And that's really what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to avoid big losses because we're going right. to have losses. We just want to avoid the big ones, you know, which, which you know, create this emotional roller coaster for you. And, you know, takes days to recover off of that. And, and you don't want to, you just don't want to go through that, you know. And so it's very important to go into the day, into the trading day, and to say, these are my support and resistance areas you know if if it hits this and 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 follows through this is where i'm going to get out you know there's no questions asked <clears throat> and and you have that plan in place before you you know before you go into it you know and that that kind of led me to hey you know i got i got burned you know i got burned once you know on these fed days you know and and i tried it again and i you know and i and i took a loss again on that day you know those are the days i'm not going to trade you know yeah. it's, it's, it's just it's just it's already a decision right. that i already made you know beforehand you know and and you make those kind of decisions for for yeah. all aspects of of your trade and and uh and if you do that and if you do that with discipline you know you'll end up with more consistency you know than than other traders and that's really right. what we're what we're trying to trying to trying to hit there
1: all right that's it for part 1 part 2 is going to be out next week and you definitely don't want to miss it al is going to explain his zero dte xPX trading strategy, which is basically where he's looking to trade credit spreads the same day that they expire. So thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the stock market options trading podcast. To join our community of options traders, head on over to patreon.com forward slash vertical spread options trading for details. But before you go, you should know that everything discussed on this podcast and in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial advice of any kind.